Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Today is a special day because we have a missionary legend from this nation with us. And I've been an evangelist the last many years and, and traveling around all over the world, preaching, leading, leading people to Jesus. And if, if, I'm just telling you because if I don't tell you, you will think he's a stand-up comedian when he's coming up here because he's also very, very funny. Uh, but he has a message from heaven to us. So sit with an open heart, ready to receive the word that he's preaching. Can we please put our hands together and honor Carl Gustav as he's coming up here? Welcome up. Thank you, Christopher. I'm, I'm very, very pleased to be here. I said in the other service, that I, I, there are things I'm going to try to repeat also what I said last service. It's not always easy to preach the same sermon. <laughs> not for evangelists. Uh, but I love this church. Uh, and I don't know, uh, you have to love everybody, of course. But I like this church also. Uh, I've been here before and, and enjoyed it very, very much. And, and uh, so thank you so much, Christopher, for you inviting me here. Um, I was so happy when I got the invitation to come and, 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 and share the word. And, and God gave me a word for this year, I, and I, I want to share with you. Uh, you know, we have been in lockdown, uh, but praise God, we're not locked out. <laughs> we should keep distance to each other, but not keep distance to God. We can come close to God every day. And, um, and, of course, the Bible has always had lockdowns, you know. The disciples of Jesus was in the lockdown, were inside locked doors on the day of resurrection. And Jesus came in the, in the end of the day, in the evening, it says, and he went right through the wall. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. He died right through the wall, he went. And right there, and he didn't scare them. He didn't say, boo. <laughs> he, he didn't put fear on them. But he put faith in them. No conspiracy theories there. It was just go in and said, peace be with you. Sadrach, Mesa, Abednego, they were in a burning fire. They were also in a lockdown. But Jesus came into the fire and took them out of the fire. Daniel was in a lockdown with the lions. A lion lockdown. That's different, you know. But he slept on the lions that night. Fantastic. Fantastic stories. I mean, Elijah was in a lockdown under a bush and wished himself to die. And God didn't come and said, this is over for you now. He, didn't kick. he just said, hey, step and eat. Uh, eat this bread, otherwise it will be too long for you. Paul and Silas were in the lockdown in prison. And they didn't complain and said, oh, we have so much pain here. Ay, ay, ay. No, they were they was singing and praising the Lord, saying praises to the Lord. And God opened the doors. And that's what God is going to do in a few weeks. He's going to open the doors again. And we're going to not be in a lockdown. We're going to go all over the world again and preach the gospel. And nobody's going to stop us. I said nobody's going to stop us. So in, before this year, and in, in the beginning of this year, really, God gave me a, a, few, a small few words that I, I want to share with you today. 
And uh, I want to go with you go to the book of First Peter 5, 7. I, uh, I like this scripture. Shall we read together? Humble yourselves. That's number one. Very easy to humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, let's read together, that he may lift you up in due time. Whoa, that's good. Now we can go home. God will lift you up. And then he says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Wow, I feel that word is a word for this church today. It's time to cast our worries, anxieties on the Lord. And, and then he says, because he cares for you. And I, I felt on the way down here, I'm going to say this to you. God's going to care for SOA Church this year. He's going to care for your life, for your family. But he's also going to care for the church. I, 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 I like when, when God says, don't worry about anything. Don't have any excitement about anything. And that's the thing we start in the morning many times when we started all the worries start that we, we create in a, we call it Sweden Lep on the Bond. I don't know the Swedish English word for that, but that's a fact. And it comes, and God, the devil creates worries from the beginning of the day. And we are not supposed to have, have worries. We're supposed to have faith in God. We're supposed to trust God every morning. And, and so God says to us, cast. So there are a few things we shall cast away. And there's a few other things we shall not cast away. So we have to, we cannot cast away anything, but there are a few things we need to cast away. And God is very careful. He said, all your worries, all your cares, cast them away. And that's what we do many times. We, we say, oh, Lord, I cast all my cares upon you. Amen. And we keep it. In Sweden, have you seen kids that have a little blanket like this? We call it in Sweden, snut the field. It's like, we want to hold to this cares, cares. We want to, we want to have something to worry about today. There's some people that will call them Sister or Mr. Worry, you know. It's their pattern of their life to worry about things. Of course, not in SO's church. I talk about other churches now. <laughs> amen. I said, Amen. amen. We, want, we, we, we worry about things. We can't, we, 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 I, I preached in the Sodom Church here one time and I said, God says we should not worry about anything. And a lady came to me and said, did you say that we should not worry about anything? I said, yeah, I think God said that. She said, what should I do then? <laughs> That's my life. My life is to worry. And, and God doesn't want you to have a worrying life. God wants to have a life of faith. He wants to, to, to take the cares of your life and throw them away today. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or next day. God is going to work it out. Job was in the lockdown, to be honest. He, he was nine months in a sickness and disease. He, he, he lost his farm. He lost everything. His corona time, was ten, that virus he had, really destroyed everything. He lost his family. He lost his cattle. He lost every money. He has nothing. He was poor, sitting there with a sickness, uncured with disease. And when his wife said, hey, speak out against God now and start to, to say things about God, that's not true. And <laughs> to be very honest, he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. He, he didn't speak bad about God. But instead, he prayed to his friends. And you know what happened? The Bible says that God healed him. 
God's going to heal people here today. I said, God's going to heal people here today. God's going to heal you today. God can touch your life today. Maybe you have incurable disease. God can heal you. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't, be, don't, don't be worried about things like that. So, 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 and then it says about him, when God healed Job, it says a sentence. I loved it so much. I want to give it to you also. I told your church here. After this, Job lived 140 years. After this. There comes an after this. It comes in after Corona. It comes in after your attack. It comes in, it comes in after this. Whatever you go through as a Christian, God has an after this. Hallelujah. And you're going to live after this. Say, I'm going to live. After this, I'm going to live. Oh, I'm so excited to say it to you because I know it's true. That after this, you're going to live. After this, you're going to have a future. After this, you're going to have prosperity. After this, you're going to be blessed by God. You're not going to go under. You're going to go over. You're going to go to the other side. You're going to drown in the storm. When the storm is, there's an after this. They were worried. I mean, they, don't you worry, they say to Jesus when he was sleeping in the boat. Don't you worry. No, I'm not worried. He just stood up and rebuked the storm. And that's what he's going to do in you. That he's going to take you out of that storm. He's going to put you to the other side. He said, we are going to go to the other side. You and I are going to go to the other side. Praise God forever. I said, praise God forever. So what I'm saying today is this. Don't worry. Cast all your worries upon the Lord. Can I get an amen on that? Now, but that's not the only thing you do. You know, that it's also very important that we not only we, we don't throw only our worries about God, but we shall also we shall also cast our bread upon the water. And the Bible said, "Cast," you know, casting. I, I looked it up in the Swedish; it's more difficult than English. But it says it's like you take some, you throw it away. Have you ever have you ever taken away things from your house that you you don't need anymore? I love to do that. I love to clean the wind from things that are not one thing I one, some years ago we my, my wife and I put everything we owned on, on a line like this. And we asked everything, do I gonna need you one more time in your life? And if that thing said no, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> so of course I don't want my children when I die to have two uh, two weeks to clean my house. I do it myself. But that's what we do something with our with our worries, and, and we, we collect things. But now it's time to throw things away. It's time to cast out all these worries and threats that comes against us. Fear and, and is going to kill us. You know, when we fear things, that's going to kill us. But God has faith to us. God has future for us. He said, I know the thoughts I have to you to give you future and a hope. Hallelujah. God, no, but, but I want to say, cast all your cares on the Lord. Because he cares for you. Say, he cares for me. Yeah. I, I told the story of the service. Many years ago, I started traveling to Russia. You know, I've been traveling there for 30 years. Back and forth to Siberia and different places. And my father-in-law came to me and, and wanted to give me a, a suitcase. And I said, a suitcase? Yeah. I don't need it anymore, he said, because I don't travel anymore. It's not so perfect, but it probably worked for you. But it didn't work for me. It was open every time I came to Orlando Airport. 
all my dirty clothes was there, and everybody could look when it comes, and the you know, luggage comes like this, and there was my bag. And I waited till everybody took their bags. I said, I don't know that man. I said, wait. <laughs> but then when everybody I picked up, then I went home. I, I, I needed a new suitcase. And one day my wife said to me, we should go. We lived in Alby in Stockholm that time. Uh, we should go to Skärholmen and, and shopping. And when wife says that, you better obey. That's a good advice to you, you're young. Just follow her to that shop. But she goes to these shops. They sell small things. And I don't like it. Small called Timari or something like that. Stupid story. story. And, and Timari, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like more, I like more shops when they have big things. Cars and stuff like that. Belia and all of that. that. That's nicer. But I said, Monica, can I stay outside? Yeah, sure, but you stay here. Okay, yeah, I'll stay here. So I stood out of the shop, and, and she went in shopping, and she took a long time. Long time. <laughs> yeah. So while I started to walk a little bit, I did some window shopping. Have you ever done window shopping? That's very cheap. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> Just watch and shop. Oh, nice. And about 20 meters right, there was a store where they're selling suitcases. And that brought my attention because I needed a suitcase. So I went into the store and I, I saw a suitcase. It was so beautiful. It was a Samsonite. Fantastic. Fantastic. Black, hard plastic. It has wheels on. Yeah, at that time, wheels was, was Rolls Royce, you know. And there was a stick you could do like this. The only thing was not an engine on it to go by itself, but I could, it would, maybe that's the next step. When they have a wireless thing, it just says, come, follow me, and it goes like that. <laughs> that would be nice. Maybe one day it'll come. So I looked upon it, and you know what happened? I fell in love. <sighs> I kneeled down, not to worship it, but to see the price. <laughs> Have you ever wanted something and when you see the, the price, the spirit of depression comes upon you? <laughs> That's what I felt that day. Oh no. Oh no. This is not my budget. Bye bye budget. I could not steal it because that's not biblical. I cannot start to shout, oh, the Lord, in the name of Jesus, I claim this suitcase now. I can do that. I couldn't go to somebody who has a suitcase like I said, oh, I like your suitcase. I need that one. No, that's manipulation and witchcraft. So I did something I've never done before. I don't want you to repeat it, but I did it. I went to the suitcase. I did like this. That means, Father in heaven, can you please give this suitcase to me? <laughs> Three fingers, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> and I looked upon it, and I said goodbye. And I went away. I came right back to my wife, came out of the shop. Oh, you had a good time? Yeah, a very good time. I didn't tell her where I was. You see, when I pray, I, never, I don't go around worrying. 
I don't go, I don't go around and think if God's going to give it or not. I don't go around asking people. I don't tell anybody what I tell to talk to God. So I left. Two weeks later, I am in Helsingborg. I don't know if you know what that city is in Sweden. You're from other countries in the south of Sweden. It's called Skåne. 500 kilometers from here. I'm on the way into a service to make a short story long. No, <laughs> short, long story short. <laughs> Sorry. I, I come in and I and a, a lady and a husband comes to me and says, oh, sorry, Brother Carl. Um, we have a question for you. Yes, no problem. We were, we have a question. Do you need a suitcase? I said, that depends. <laughs> of course, I thought, I have a suitcase. I don't, I don't want the same as I have. No, enough a problem, you know. Somebody said, okay, yeah, uh, well, what, we were in the city there and we bought a suitcase and we felt the Lord was speaking to us. We should buy it to you. I said, it is black. Yeah. I said, is it, is it a Samsonite? Yes. Is it a wheel song? Yes. One more question. Is it a stick like this also? said, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Ooh, I looked upon it. It was exactly the one I saw in Stockholm. And I thought, God, you saw the size of my heart. Because the Bible says, don't worry about nothing, but give your wishes to God with, with, with calling and thanksgiving. So God said, we can do this. Instead of worrying, to change your worries into prayers, that's the best thing you can do today. That was very good said. I said again, change your worries to prayers. Your wishes. God sees the size of your heart. And if anybody comes to me, you know, and said, there is no God in heaven, I only say one thing, suitcase. I know there's a God in heaven. I didn't talk to anybody. But God was there. So today, I very boldly want to say to you, be, cast all your care, cast away, take away, and, and, and give it away, because you are not supposed to carry that load yourself. I have a, 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 a scripture in my bathroom before I go to my, into my bedroom. It says, it says, I will be awake all night, so please go to sleep. Greetings, the Lord. Amen. Have you ever been worrying, laying all night, worrying back and forth? You wonder, how should I go with that? How should I go with that? How should I pay that bill? What's going to happen with my brother? What's going to happen with this? And all these worries, eating yourself to death. God said, take a sleep. Look what Jesus did in the boat. He was sleeping when the storm was there. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to sleep in through your storm. You're going to lay on a pillow of faith. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah, you're going to live on a pillow of faith. Jesus was sleeping on a pillow. The Bible says water came in, but he was sleeping on that pillow. You have a pillow here today that you can lay your heads on, and that's the pillow of faith. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So you, we, we, we cast our coin. The other thing I want to say to you is this. That there is a thing we shall, we shall cast ourselves down also to the crying and suffering people in Stockholm. 
They asked Mother Teresa one time, shall we come to India and help you with all the dying children in, in Calcutta? She said, no, find your old Calcutta in your own city and help these people. Well, have, the Bible says that the, the, there was a man going down to Jericho. He was beaten by robbers. He was half dead. He was not dead. He was half dead. He was on the street. He was suffering. And the priest and the Levite that didn't stay, they went and passed. That time church didn't stay where there were suffering people. Do you want to have a big church? Help the needy people. Go to the people in the city who are suffering. We have hundreds of thousands of, of people in Stockholm today without hope, without future. But we're going to give it. There's going to be a revival in Stockholm. I said there's going to be a revival among the young people in Sweden. There's going to be a revival in Rinkeby, in Farsta. There's going to be a revival out in Norsborg, Fitja. Hallelujah. There's going to be a revival in these areas where the police doesn't say that they have given up hope on. Now is the time to go and preach the gospel. I said, now it's time to cast or down to the suffering people and, and, and give them hope and give them future. So please don't, go, don't have any more worries. Say, I will not have any more worries. Say one more time, I will not have any more worries. Oh, yeah, one more time. Don't sleep. Don't sleep to the storm. The other thing I want to mention today is that, that we, shall not, we, we shall not cast away our boldness, the Bible says. Because boldness has reward. Now, if there's anything, I, I ask God all the time, God, give me boldness. Give me boldness to pray. Give me the boldness to pray bold prayers. It's time, 2022 church, to pray bold prayers. I like when I, I saw the project here. That's a bold project. Oh, I'm so happy he didn't say, oh, we're going to stay here until we die in this under, <laughs> underground church. Now, this underground church is going to be upper ground now soon. Amen. Amen. Going to come upon the earth. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that's a bold statement the pastor did here today. He said, I like that. I like Pastor Our Bold. We said, we're going to believe God for three million. That's bold. And giving is a way of living, you know. And, and if we, if we, we go into bold giving, that, will, that, that is so powerful. When, when people said, that like that woman, she gave everything she had. She, she, had, she didn't have so much, but she gave what she could. And God never required you to give what you don't have. But what you have, what I have, I give. And when you start to give, God's going to bless you back. I'm so happy to say to you that it's all, I have never been poor by giving. Giving is a way of living for me. I love giving. I, 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 to be, I don't brag, but I, I love giving. I, I love to give things away. And I told the story at the other meeting. It should be supposed to be the same, but it doesn't go really exactly the same way here. But we're going to hit, we're going to come. Amen. But I always say, you are not from Sweden. You maybe don't know that, but every Swedish boy has one dream, mostly. One day to drive a Volvo. We are Swedes, and we are, that's made in Sweden. Now the Chinese owns it, but it's made in Gothenburg. I saw new Volvos coming from the factory when I was a small boy. My father always bought a new Volvo. Every year he bought a new Volvo. And he said, now we have to live on porridge for the next three months, he said, every time. <laughs> and for one week we're eating porridge, and then we start to eat normal again. He wanted to joke with us. 
But he bought a new Volvo. And I always said, I want to be a papa. I want to buy a new Volvo. But I, then I became an evangelist, and there was no Volvos. <laughs> I had 1,000 crown in, in, in monthly salary, one, one wife and one newborn baby. Salary, very high salary. And we, 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 had, we, couldn't, we couldn't really uh, support. We couldn't make it financially to buy a new Volvo. But after some years, I collected some money, and one day, I bought a new Volvo. On Attevik's car in, in Jönköping, there was a very good deal. I, it, was, it had everything inside. It was, it was a dream of my life. Oh. It was <laughs> And a friend of mine, we, we, he was there. He helped me. We lay hands on the car, and we blessed it. And we said, Lord, bless it. Let it serve you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when we were finished, we started drive, and I had it for two, three months. One day I was driving on the highway here in Stockholm. I think it was Essingenleden. And, uh, and I, I was, I lived here for 11 years, you know, so I was, I love Stockholm. It's a beautiful city. It's nothing like Stockholm. And, and uh, driving the car, and, and suddenly the Lord started to speak to me. He said, Carl, do you love the new car? <laughs> Of course, I love my new car. Good, he said, because I want you to give it away. I said, go away, Satan. <laughs> this cannot be God. I waited for 30 years, 35 years for a new car, and then he, and for three months, that's not fair. I didn't speak to God for two weeks. After two weeks, I said to him, God, are you really sure? He said, yes, I am. More than ever, he said. Okay. You said, when you got the car, Lord, let it serve you. I gave it to you. Now it's time for me to give it to me. Thank you for this short visit. <laughs> and I had a pastor. He was an old man. I want to bless him with the car. If I if was anybody I wanted to give, it was him. I served him for many years in Stockholm. Bruce Betts, he's home with the Lord now. I said, can I give it to Pastor Brewer? Lord said, no, he, he doesn't like automatic gears. <laughs> Do you know things like that, what we like or not like? I said, I know everything. I, I called Bruce Betts and said, Bro, do you like automatic gears and cars? No, I hate it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> then one week later, I went up to a city and, and uh, to a small church. I, I said that the church was nearly smaller than my car. <laughs> I came on the parking lot and the pastor came out and he said, Hello, Carl Gustav, good to see you. And then he started looking at my car. <gasps> oh. He did like you do with the dog. Oh, oh, wow, it's beautiful, beautiful car. I said, yes. Do you like it? Oh, I like it. If I had money, I'd buy it immediately. Okay. <laughs> so I went to my room to prepare for the service. I couldn't prepare for the service. I was, God, is this the man? And... And God said, 
You know, I watched this man, listen to this, for many years. He has blessed so many people. He has given away things to people. Don't, people don't know about it, but I know about it. And now I want to bless him with your car. Thank you for choosing me, Lord. I was not happy yet. I came to the church that night. At first I called my wife. I said, Monica, sit down. Relax. What do you say if I give away our car today? And she started to shout, hallelujah. Well, it's easy for you to say. You don't like cars. She doesn't like cars. Carl Gustav, did God speak to you? I'm afraid he did. <laughs> then give it away. And now before you regret it. Okay. So I came to the church, to the office, and I, I, I like this. When I took up the keys, and I said, Pastor, I think God wants you to have this car. It's a brand new car. It's the one outside. His reaction was, ah! Like a Holy Spirit <laughs> church, you know. And then his wife came. She said, we got his car. And she started crying. He cried. I said, don't cry. I'm supposed to cry. Carl <laughs> goes, you don't understand. No, I don't understand. <laughs> we were in a live church. Yes, we were there. And we saw your car in the conference. We wanted it so bad, so we went to it, lay hands on it. I said, God gave us a car exactly like this, like Augustus' car. I said, next time I pray, don't mention my name. But then I saw that joy. Their tears, that their tears become my tears. Pastor Christopher, I cried like a child. It was the greatest joy I felt in my life. It was an expensive car, though. I collected, but it was like it was the greatest thing to give. What I couldn't give in the natural, to 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 get boldness to give. It was the boldest give I'd ever done my, so far in my life. And I forgot it, but I went up to preach. And Simon around preaching, he said, Jesus is here to heal. I said, how shall I come home tonight? <laughs> and when I'm... So after service, Pastor, I was, one, I was thinking, is there a train to go home? No. <laughs> Buses? No. Oh, how shall I come home tonight? It's a long way home. Oh, I thought about it. I gave you my old car. It's a terrible car. But you can use it some months. At least I took myself home. The sound was so loud in the car with the engine, I couldn't hear my own voice. But I was the happiest preacher the world has ever seen. Have I ever been without cars since that day? No. I always had good cars since that day. I'm so blessed to say it. God has helped me to travel all over the world. There's always been tickets for my traveling. There's always been a car. And God has always taken care of us. Because we took a step of boldness. We didn't cast away our boldness. 
Because boldness has rewards. I'm saying. So what you need to do is, is bold prayers, bold actions. What you do this year is a bold action. It's a big step you take. And God always honor bold steps. You remember Peter? He was in the boat in the storm with his, his fellows, and Jesus can walk on the water, and Jesus didn't go like this. You know, oh, it's very dangerous here. No. He just walked. And Peter saw it. I like Peter. You know why I like Peter? He's full of faith. Yeah. Is that you? Can I come to you? And Jesus didn't say, oh, Brother Peter, that is only me who walks on water. You sit in the boat. No, he said, come. And Peter, take a step. I can hear the other one say, well, don't go. Don't go. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> he said, shut up. And he walked. <laughs> Sometimes you shut up to the unbelief around you. And take this bold step God wants you to take. And don't listen to a man who says it cannot happen. It cannot be done. Everything is possible for them to believe. I said, everything is possible for them to believe. Caleb was bold in the wilderness. He was bold. He, there was ten others who was not bold. And none of you remember their names. Not even if I checked him with that service. He don't know them. Even Johannes Amritsen don't know them. <laughs> that great theologian. You can ask any priest in the world. Nobody knows the ten, but they know two. Caleb and Joshua. Do you know why? Don't. Listen to this. History will never remember unbelief. History will remember what we did 2022. History will remember what we action we take today. That we are taking our steps out on the water. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. Joshua and Caleb was voted down. There are many church, church have been voting down faith initiatives. And they die in the wilderness. With sand in their mouth. But there were two who came into the promised land. That was Caleb and Joshua. You can be that person. I said you can be that person. You can be that Joshua of our time. The Caleb of our time. And when Caleb was old. They said about them. They had another spirit. And I believe there's another spirit here in SOS. There's a spirit of faith here. There's a spirit of. of, of, Who says we can do it. You know. We can take the giants. They were voted down. But eight, 40 years later, they were in the promised land. Caleb and Joshua. Caleb goes to, to Joshua and asks, can I see you? He said, yes, you can. Uh, what, what can I give to you? What do you want? He could have said, give me a wheelchair. He didn't do that. He said, give me the mountains. I said, give me the mountains. Why did he want the mountains? Because that was, there lives the giants lived there. And he couldn't defeat them 40 years later. Before now, he could defeat them. 40 years later, he, he got the giants. You see, faith can endure. Faith can wait. Boldness. We can never throw away our boldness. They asked him, what did you see 40 years ago? He said, I only spoke 40 years ago what I saw in my heart. Hey, what do this church see in their heart this year? You heard it here. What do we do? We want to build the kingdom of God. We want to build the church of God. Well, and that requires giving. And I, 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 sometimes God watches our giving, you know, because he sees that's what 
our giving also show us what we want. And when we give our five bread and two fishes, or five fishes, two breads, I don't know. What do you want to give? Some bread and some fishes. God's going to do the miracles and add it and bless it. So, so, so be bold in your giving. Be bold in your praying. Be bold in what you do for God. Amen. I said amen. amen. Sometimes you can feel the weakest of the weakest. But, but then the Holy Spirit can come upon you with the spirit of faith. With the spirit of boldness. And you start to do things you couldn't do in your own power. And God wants you to start to do things when you couldn't do in your own, in your own power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you ready? I said are you ready to throw your staff on the ground and say we're going to be not only two times. We're going to be five, six times on the ground. We're going to be bold in our giving. We're going to be bold in our prayers. And we're going to be bold like David when he went against Goliath. We all have Goliaths in our lives. I forgot to say that in the last service. And, and this, this, this Goliath stands there and... And David, he had not been there before. He had been with the Lord only. He comes singing, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want anything. Hallelujah. Ooh, do, do, do. He was rapping a little bit there. Ooh, chuka, 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 day. What a good day it is today. Hey, hey, yeah. I fellowship with a lot of rappers in Stockholm now, and I, I, I'm sorry, I became a rapper soon. I don't know. I love these young rappers getting saved now. It's wonderful. Oh, I love it, you know. Every day I love it. And uh, so, and then he sees Goliath. What? He's defining the army of God. He comes just into the, Goliath had been there for 40 days, two times a day. That 80 services had been listened to Goliath. And there was fear. They were in a lockdown, to be honest. There was unbelief. There was a, they were afraid of the future. Nobody said anything. They thought he was so big. He was three meters and 20 centimeters long. And here comes little David singing. Oh, nothing is impossible for God. What? How much money I'll get if I kill him? That was his first reaction. He was in a different world, you know. He was not into this world. He was into what God's world. And finally, he, they got angered at him and said, you come here just to look at this. No, I'm coming here to beat him. I will fight him. Can you see it? I want to see that video when I come to heaven. He's I want to see it. I just want to see it. Can you imagine? When <laughs> he comes. The servant of Saul into his tent and said, Saul. I have good news and bad news. Tell me the good news first. There is one who wants to fight Goliath. That's good news. What's the bad news? Look for yourself. <laughs> it's little David. Can you see him? Don't let your courage fall down. So I'll fight him for you. That's boldness. And the Bible says he runs towards, he go and pick five stones, 
one for Goliath and four for his four brothers. And he runs against him, not, not slowly, fast. He takes the swing. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cast the word of God from unbelief in our lives and let it die today. And don't let fear arise in your life or worries. Let boldness arise in your spirit today. Let it come inside of you. Let it be bold. And you'll be bold like a lion. And the stone went right through the air. I can see Goliath doing, what's he doing? <laughs> I think the devil is thinking the same about Esau. What are they doing now, Esau? They're going to have a new building. Oh. And then the stone comes. Hit him right in the head. And make a very deep impression. He fall down. And David take the sword that will turned against him and turned it around. I hear the Spirit of God said, the sword will turn around this year for many of you. The sword has been to targeting you. It's going to go the other way now. God's going to change things for you this year. And God's going to take, you're going to take the sword in boldness and you're going to win the victory. And listen to this and never forget. If you forget everything I said, don't forget this. Here, one Man's boldness broke fear in the whole nation. When you get bold, fear has to go. And what happens is that it also affects people around you. So boldness. Say boldness. Don't throw away your boldness. It has rewards. But throw away your cares. You know, cares and worries are worse than the virus corona, to be honest. But this time, in a few weeks, the corona, I believe, is going to be gone from us. And we're not going to sit inside and look upon ourselves. We're going to go out and change the world again. God has called you to change the world. Are you ready for changing the world? Are you ready to be, to be a world changer? Then cast your cares away. So you're not full of cares and worries. And, and, and then, let me just finish with that. The Bible says, I will build the church. You know, I'm a church person. I'm a church builder. I love church. You should be a part of a church. Here we have a good church, a home. And you're going to build a house for the church. I, I lived all my life. as I've never been without a local church in my life. Because I believe in church. I, I believe in a pastor. I believe, with the, I believe in the church of three generations. It's good with old people, but we must have young people also. But we cannot only be young people, we must be old people also. So I, I, I'm a church person. And I saw, when I was a new saved person, the old people took care of me. They hugged me, they kissed me, they put me down on my knees and shook me. They said, you need to come through, brother. <laughs> I felt, what have been? But I, I loved the church. Do you love the church? Yes. Do you love to serve God together with others? Yes. In all these things, we are more than conquerors, the Bible says. We, not I, we. Together, you can build this building. Together, you can build this church in this Stockholm. And, and we need each other. And we will help each other. May God bless you. And may God have victorious life. I see my time is running out. I'm a minus now. <laughs> it's okay? Okay. I'm sorry, I don't want to override my time here. 
I, I told the pastor, bless other preachers who preach short sermons, they shall be invited back. <laughs> but there are things today that I feel Christianity is, has gone in a lockdown now, and we need to lock up. We need to go out. We need to dare to go to the world again. And we will. We will. We will in Stockholm, in Jesus' name. Stockholm shall be saved. And I say one more time, I believe there is, there is something happening in Stockholm this year. There's something beautiful that's going to happen this year in Stockholm. We, we, we're, going to, we're going to see it with our eyes. Oh, hallelujah. And I say to you, you people of, of SOS Church, your best time is ahead of you. I have thoughts about you, the Bible says, to give you a future and hope. And I, I call boldness to be upon you. Now, I, I, I was very shy when I was a young person. I, I almost looked down. I looked in the pillows and I could go like this. Because I was afraid of look, looking in people's eyes. It, I, was, I was that kind of person. But then I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And God filled me with his power. And his boldness. And I, I felt that all my life. Boldness. Boldness to pray for people. I remember I, I, God spoke to me, well, you shall pray for families who cannot have children. And, and it, was a, it, was a, it was a funny feeling. You know, I, I said, I never heard that word before. So I, I started praying for a family whose next service couldn't have children. And I prayed for another family, another family. And nothing happened. I said, God. He told me to pray for people who cannot have children. Nothing happened. He said, you have to wait nine months. <laughs> oh, I forgot that detail. <laughs> There's no instant babies. There's a time period here. So I waited one year. One year after, the first family came. I said, we, we were there. We got prayer. Here's the baby. Then another one, another one. I came to one church. There were six families. There were children, children dedication. They said, we, you have two years to pray for all this family. They, they all got pregnant. Not in the service, but I mean, no, no, <laughs> the normal way. And I was back in that church 17 years later. Do you know what happened? My interpreter came to me and said, I'm going to interpret for you. I said, who are you? I'm one of these babies that was born. 17 years ago. And here are the all other ones. They stood around me like that. That's one time when you cry. And you're happy you obey the voice of the Lord. We couldn't do this. God did. Now we have seen over 300 families have received prayer. And God has done miracles for them. Boldness has rewards. God, the devil said, don't pray for anybody. But you know, I, I've learned something from an old man of God, T.L. Osborne. He told me one time, you do the telling People do the believing and God do the healing. You, you just tell people the good news. God will heal them. You do the telling. People will believe in what you preach and God do the healing. So be bold to pray for people. Be bold to give this year. Be, be bold to open your heart this year for people. And I, I say, and, and like the king, God told him to, to beat on the ground. And he only beat two times. But he said, if you have beaten more, five, six times, you have six victories. God will put you into a situation where you need to take a step of faith and, and, and throw yourself down and meet the needs of the people. 
in Jesus' name. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.